Unity of Farmington Hills, a positive path for spiritual living. Good morning, good morning, and good morning. Hi, Unity of Farmington Hills. And hello to all of you who are visiting us today for um, our online worship service. I'm Reverend Kelly Kincaid. I'm the senior minister at this church that where love keeps on lifting you higher and higher. <laughs> Thank you to our music team for that awesome opening congregational song. Thank you, Lauren uh, Bernard, for leading it. Nicholas, you were jamming on that piano, Lauren on the drums, and, and Carl on the guitar. 
You all were jamming. Thank you, Nicholas, Laurel, Bernard, Michael, Lauren, and Carl for that awesome, awesome opening. It was uh, inspired us and woke us up. I appreciate that. I'm going to give our announcements and then we will re- we will um, continue with our service. So our fellowship, our Sunday fellowship gathering will be today at 11 o'clock. Everyone is welcome. Come join us. Whether you are part of our spiritual community or not, you are all welcome to join us. It's been it's a lot of fun uh, fellowshipping together after Sunday service. And then everyone's also welcome to our Monday Zoom house party tomorrow at 1 p.m. It's a perfect time to come together, to be inspired, to connect, and to laugh. And then tomorrow evening is our last Critical Conversations meeting at 7 p.m. This has been a powerful journey. I appreciate everyone who's been a part of it. Feel free to invite others to join us, especially young adults and teenagers, tomorrow at 7 p.m. I look forward to seeing you all then. And then Wednesday is our Meditation Wednesday at 7 p.m. Perfect time to, to just pause in the middle of the week to commune with God in peace and stillness and in love and to radiate that love out into the world. So if you're available at 7 p.m. on Wednesday evenings, feel free to join us. Then our next men's group meeting is on Saturday, November 21st at 10 a.m. I'm sure Peter has a great agenda planned for you all. If you know of any U of H men who have not been participating and would and you'd like to invite them, feel free. Please invite them. I'd love for your group to continue to grow. And then the next women's group meeting is ne- is next next month on December 6th at 2 p.m. It's the first Sunday of the month. Last Sunday was powerful. We had Carl Schluter do a chakra presentation, which was very informative and inspiring. Thank you, Carl. It was awesome. Next month, we will have an astrology presentation by Dr. Victoria Jewel Hart. She's my cousin. I'm looking forward to that, and she's looking forward to it as well. For the Zoom links to all of our activities, our classes, our groups, and our events, or to sign up for our email blast, please visit our website at unityfh.com. Check on the homepage. If you don't see the activity there, go to the calendar of events. Everything is listed in the calendar of events. And you will also find the recordings of previous Wednesday meditations there as well. To schedule a Zoom appointment or a phone appointment with me during my office hours, which are Tuesdays from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. And Wednesdays for the wintertime will be 11 a.m. to 5 p.m. You can, um, or if you want to, um, request prayer. You may email me at seniorminister at unityfh.com or you can call me at the church number 248-737-9191 and I'll return your call if I if I'm um if you leave a message if I don't answer and you leave a message I'll make sure to return your call. So that concludes our announcements for today. So now let us join our music team in singing Surely the Presence. And as we are singing Allow yourselves to open up in heart and mind to hear the daily word and to align with our opening prayer.
The Daily Word for today, Sunday, November 8th, 2020, is healing. I embrace the healing flow of divine life. Will you affirm that with me, please? I embrace the healing flow of divine life. And the message reads, If my body experiences any kind of health challenge, I turn within to release fear and all concerns as I affirm that illness is not a part of my true identity. I remember that wholeness is my birthright as a spiritual being. I, I surrender any anxiety as I fill my consciousness with healing thoughts. My mind's eye sees each cell of my body aglow with the energy of divine life. In prayer, I express appreciation for all of my body's marvelous functions. I commit to taking time to bless my body with rest, exercise, and good nutrition. I speak affirming words of truth to encourage my body's healing response. I give thanks for the healing that I know is already on its way to me. I am grateful to receive healing and know wholeness. And today's scripture comes from John chapter 10, verse 10, and it reads, I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. Let us pray. So I invite you to gently close your eyes with me, please. And take a deep breath. And just allow your focus to flow down into the center of your chest. Where your heart center is. And just become aware of that still that stillness and peace within you. And God, we acknowledge that you are that one power and one presence, the divine love that is active in our lives and in the universe, that one activity. And we acknowledge that we are one with you the omnipotent God that is good. And so that means that we are one with good and the, the good that is you as well. So we call upon the Christ within us right now to open our minds and hearts even more deeply to hear your message, to understand it fully, and to live it in our lives. Thank you, God, for your divine gift of love that loves no matter what. In the holy name and nature of the indwelling Christ, we pray. Thank you, God. Amen. And now let us know our statement of being together. God is all, both invisible and visible. One presence, one mind, one power is all. This one that is all is perfect life, perfect love, and perfect substance. I am an individualized expression of God. Let's say that statement two more times. I am an individualized expression of God. One more time. I am an individualized expression of God. I am ever one with this perfect life, perfect love, and perfect substance. And now let us know our growth affirmation together, our U of H growth affirmation together, knowing that it is is manifesting the very thing that we affirm together 
We give thanks for our expansive congregation that fills our halls and sanctuary with seekers of unity truth, fills our hearts with love and joy, and provides us with all of the necessary resources to co-create a loving and compassionate spirit-filled world. And now we will have our first special song entitled Audience of One. It'll be led by Lauren, and then I will be back with our, our message for today. down before you bringing all that I am longing only to know you seeking your face and not only your hand I find you embracing Thank you. 
What a really pretty song. Thank you, Lauren, for that. And thank you for the video that went along with it. And thank you all for that performance. It was very moving and touching. And it inspired me. That is my, that is my goal to continue to allow God to be my audience of one where I praise, I acknowledge, and I live in the presence of God all the days of my life, all the time. Thank you for that. It was very beautiful. Thank you again. So uh, there was this guy who thought who went to a psychologist because he wanted help. He said, he said, Doc, I think I'm a dog and I need your help. And the psychologist said, what? He said, I think I'm a dog. I howl at the moon. I roll in the grass. I eat out of a, um, a dish. And I, I think I'm a, I'm a dog. Can you help me? The psychologist says, I don't know. Let's have you sit on the couch and we'll see. He says, oh, I'm not allowed on the couch. <laughs> <laughs> I guess he's added to that <laughs> added to that experience of thinking he's a dog. <laughs> anyway, I thought that was kind of cute. So <laughs> as we continue this second week of November, we move into this second week of November. We're going to continue moving into discussing more of the the spiritual faculty of renunciation, which is also release. And release is our ability to let go, to eliminate, to cleanse and to purify the whole being. It is our ability to give up and to give away. It's that, that renunciation. And Charles Fillmore, in his, he's the co-founder of Unity, in his book, The uh, revealing word he says that renunciation is a letting go of old thoughts in order that new thoughts may find place in consciousness he says a healthy state of mind is attained when the thinker willingly lets go the old thoughts and takes on the new and so we talked last week about giving up our agenda and that because God has a greater plan, a better plan. And our agenda blocks us from the expression, the full expression of God in our life, because our agenda is focused on that which is limited in our physical um, human way of thinking. But God's plan is so vast and knows it and, it, and it's aligned exactly with what is our highest and greatest good what brings our best and brightest future and what is our the hope of our life 
it, it puts us into an, uh, an experience of divine happiness, divine wholeness, divine health, divine prosperity, and a divine sense of peace and well-being. But our agenda is not the only thing that stops us from fully experiencing the presence of God. Unforgiveness does as well. As a matter of fact, unforgiveness weakens the body and blocks us from hearing, from experiencing, and from living in the kingdom of God. That's what we're here to do, is to live in the consciousness of God, which is what the kingdom of God represents. As we walk in the kingdom of the world, which is the human physical world, we're here to be expressions of heaven on earth. And when we harbor unforgiveness, it blocks us and blocks us from being the full expression of heaven on earth. So the title of my talk today is Give Up Unforgiveness. And as we give up unforgiveness, we empower ourselves with the power of love. We empower ourselves with love. And so as I was pondering this, I was led to this parable in Matthew chapter 18 entitled Parable of the Unforgiving Debtor. And it's chapter 18, verses 21 through 35. Peter is asking Jesus, how often should I forgive someone? Seven times? And Jesus says, no, you should forgive 70 times seven. And in this parable, Jesus goes on to say, therefore the kingdom of heaven can be compared to a king who decided to bring his accounts up to date with servants who had borrowed money from him in the process one of his debtors was brought in whom owed him millions of dollars he couldn't pay so he he couldn't pay so his master ordered that he be sold along with his wife his children and everything he owed to pay the debt but the man fell down before the ma his master and begged him please be patient with me and i will pay it all then his master was filled with pity for him and released him and forgave his debt. But when the man left the king, he went to a fellow servant who owed him a few thousand dollars. He grabbed him by the throat and demanded instant payment. His fellow servant fell down before him and begged for a little more time. Be patient with me and I will pay it, he pleaded. But his creditor wouldn't wait. He had the man arrested and put in prison until the debt could be paid in full. When some of the other servants saw this, they were very upset. They went to the king and told him everything that had happened. Then the king called the, in the man he had forgiven and said, You evil servant, I forgave you that tremendous debt because you pleaded with me. Shouldn't you have mercy on your fellow servant just as I had mercy on you? Then the angry king sent the man to prison to be tortured until he had paid his entire debt. He sent him to prison to be tortured until he had paid his entire debt. And then Jesus goes on to say, that's what my heavenly father will do, the, do to you if you refuse to forgive your brothers and sisters from your heart. Now, there are several important key events, key things that are occurring in him 
here that's connected to unforgiveness. That's important for us to look at and important for us to really take in and ponder and move past. The first thing is when Peter asked Jesus, how many times should I forgive someone who sins against me? He said he thinks seven is uh, doing some stuff. And Jesus says, no, that's not even nearly enough. He says, you're to forgive your the, the, someone who sins against you seven times 70. Now, what does that mean? Seven times 70. That's symbolic of something. It's symbolic of forgiving your brother or your sister or in Christ, your brothers and sisters in Christ, forgiving them infinitely, always coming from a place of forgiveness. And so there's, that's the main thing right there is that we are meant to forgive always. No matter what, we are always meant to forgive. And the second key point in here is that we are to forgive the large debts, those that are tremendous, which here represents the millions that this guy owed the king. It, in our real life, it represents those times that someone hurt us so deeply that it devastated us, that it hit deep in the heart and was and it's hard for us to release hard for us to forgive because we 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 can't believe that it was done to us that that person would do that to us and it's hard for us to release that or when we judge and see someone hurting other people or doing damaging things to others in the world or damaging situations or circumstances that occur and it's hard for us to let it go because it was so devastating that it socked us in a gut and it deeply wounded us that's the, 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 that's the symbolism of owing millions of dollars. But we are to forgive that situation, that person, that circumstance that is that devastating just as easily as we are to forgive the one who might irritate us a little bit, who we may be upset at because of something little that they did, which would represent the few thousands of dollars that the servant owed the man who owed the king. So here, the second key element is that we forgive all debts, forgive all transitions, transgressions, forgive all types of sin just as easily. The big ones just as easily as the little ones. And the third key point in here is that unforgiveness is a form of torture. It says, what, that's what my heavenly father will do to you if you refuse to forgive your brothers and sisters from your heart. The truth is, when we harbor unforgiveness in our heart, it wounds us. We become a victim of our own emotion. We become a victim of our own choices and it tortures us. It tortures us on a spiritual level because now we are not in a high vibration of expression from the spiritual God inside of us because we can't hear it or feel the presence of God within us. All we feel is the uncomfortable feelings of that unforgiveness, the resentment, the anger, the bitterness. All of that is the second way that we are affected, that we are tortured because the emotions that we feel inside are uncomfortable emotions that hurt and damage and, and, and destroy us from the inside out. 
It is said that depression is a powerful experience that we go through from holding on to anger, from inwardly holding on to anger. And the other thing that I've, I've uh, through my research that I found out is that 60% of cancer patients, doctors have said that 61% of cancer patients have experienced some form of unforgiveness issues in their life or are experiencing it in that time that, that cancer is being linked to unforgiveness, which is being linked to some form of anger or hurt or resentment that when it's suppressed into a form of depression becomes a higher power of hate. That is so damaging to us. And so I, I, I was remembering that. I remember Joyce Meyer saying that when she is off doing her thing on her when she's speaking she gets so high that sometimes that after she finishes speaking she crashes and I do too whenever we have a high emotion an extremely high emotion and we're charged on a high vibration then it we we tend to crash or maybe go into a, a place of um like I'll be wired for a long time and then by Tuesday I'm feeling kind of tuckered out kind of deep in, in a deep uh, sense of it's, it would be a feeling feeling like depression but really it's just this numbness and what's happening is my emotions are catching up with that high experience of vibration that I had when I'm speaking in the presence of God we are created to be expressions of love we are created to, to experience oneness with each other. We're created to not only love each other and experience oneness with each other, but to experience the presence of God, that the Christ in me speaks to the Christ in you to be expressions of the Christ in this world. And when we are coming from a place of anger or resentment or bitterness or depression or disappointment or all of those things that we are holding on to, we block that experience of oneness. We shut ourselves down and we become the victims of our own choice of harboring these destructive feelings, these destructive emotions, these destructive vibrations that can cause serious illness. And so that is another way that we feel experience torture. So it's the spiritual where our vibration, our spiritual expression has been uh, slowed down or blocked. And then the mental of going through it in our mind over and over again. And then the emotion you know, of experiencing these uncomfortable emotions on a daily, sometimes yearly basis. And then it affects us on a physical level where you may experience stress, tension, stiffness in the body, heart issues, high blood pressure, headaches, lack of sleep, and even skin issues and even cancer. Cancer comes from, can be cons con uh, considered linked to inward anger, holding and harboring anger within ourselves. Aren't you ready to release all of that? Let it go. I, there's a couple quotes that I love about unforgiveness. One says, unforgiveness is like taking poison and expecting the other person to die. Another one is when boiled down to it, its essence, unforgiveness is hatred. 
And Dr. Edith Edgar says that forgiveness, she's the, uh, <coughs> she wrote the book, The Power of Choice. And see, she was a powerful expression of love because she went through the Holocaust, actually seeing her mother walk off to her death when they got to Auschwitz and the, the uh, um, concentration camp that she was held prisoner in. And those who were 40 or older were burned. And those who were 14 or younger were killed as well. And not only did she watch her mother go off to her death, when she was asking, where is she going? She was told, when she asked, am I going to see my mother again? She was told, no, you see that fire? She's being burned. They were told they were going to take a shower and they were literally burned up, incinerated in, in, in a, an incinerator. And, and so she moved into a deep level of forgiveness. Her mom told her that no one can take away from you that which you hold in your mind, that which you keep in your mind. And she decided that she would stay in a space of love and forgiveness because that is where her peace came from. That is a powerful expression of forgiveness. She's 91 years old, still going around talking about love and forgiveness. And she says that forgiveness does not mean that you minimize what happened to you. It means you give yourself the gift of not carrying anything with you that makes you a victim. She says she wasn't a victim. She says she might have been victimized, but she wasn't a victim. Because what, what happened to her was not her identity. Your identity is that you are made in God's image and likeness and you were created to be the expression of God, which is love. And so anything other than love is going against the current of what you, what you were created to be. No matter what is going on in the world, we are, we are created to walk in love. So give up unforgiveness and empower yourself with love. And there's a couple ways that it came to me that we do this. And the first way is to let go of thinking that you have the right to judge anybody because we do not have the right to judge anybody not even our own selves. And the, and the powerful thing is that most of the time when we are harboring unforgiveness, the unforgiveness is really against ourselves because we allowed ourselves to be victim, quote unquote, to what we think someone else did to us or to judge what someone has done to someone else. We put ourselves as their judge and it is not our job to judge. For, for, uh, Galatians 6 verse 7 says, do not be misled. You cannot mock the justice of God. You will always harvest what you plant. So it is not our job to judge someone else and tell someone else what they've done is wrong. But it is our job to stay in a space of love and forgiveness no matter what they've done. Because it is the most powerful way that we can love ourselves. And from that space of loving ourselves, it's the most powerful way that we can sit in that foundation of tapping into that love in order to love the other person. In Matthew 5, chapter, uh, uh, verse 43 to 44, Jesus is talking about this. Jesus says in Matthew 5, chapter 5, verse 44 
through 43, he says, you have heard the law that says, love your neighbors and hate your enemy. And that's what we do when we're judging. We're caught up in what's going on. And judgment leads to discrimination. It leads to separation. It leads to all of these things, all of the, these these bigotry, all of this stuff that's going on in the world right now is caught up in someone moving into a space of judgment and separation, judging people separate than them. When we are called to love each other, Jesus says here, you have heard the law that says, love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say, love your enemies, pray for those who persecute you. In that way, you will be acting as true children of your father in heaven. For he, forgive, he gives the sunshine to both the evil and the good, and he sends rain on the just and the unjust alike. What does that mean? That means God is not a respecter of persons. God loves those who sin against us just as much as God loves us. And we are created to love those who sin against us and ourselves when we sin just as powerfully as God loves us. Just as powerfully as God loves us. So that's the second way of giving up forgiveness and empowering ourselves with love. And this is the beautiful thing. Jesus said to love, to forgive from the heart, fully from the heart. So when you love your neighbor, you go inside of the love and you tap inside of the love of God. And you ask God to help you to love that neighbor. So while you're doing that, you also pray for your neighbor. So those are the first and the second and third thing. You love your neighbor fully from your heart, loving from the love that is God. God will show you how to release it. Love from the heart of God. And when you love from the heart of God, you pray for your neighbor. I know it doesn't seem easy because when I divorced my second ex-husband, I was so mad at him. I hated him. I hated him for all the money that he owed us, me and my family. I hated that. I was caught up in the money. I was caught up in what I thought he was lying to me about. I was caught up in feeling misled, misused, and I just was caught up in feeling that I did everything I could to try to convince this man to love me, and he couldn't love me. But that was because of my disease to please and my judgments on him. It was not my place to judge him. And it wasn't until I truly started going into, I tried to love him from my heart, but I still had anger and unforgiveness caught up in there. I was still coming from the human perspective. I had to move into loving him from the consciousness of the love that is God. And when I went inside and said, God, let me tap into that love that is you. God showed me how to see him. From the eyes of love, the eyes of God's love, not the eyes of my love. The eyes of my love wanted to keep hating him. But the eyes of God's love put me into a space of peace where I could love him fully and let God take over and let God handle being the, ju the judge of that situation, of our marriage, of whatever it is that I experienced with him. Let God be the judge of that. It is time for you to let God be the judge of wherever it is that you are holding on to harboring judgment and unforgiveness and resentment and bitterness and anger and hate. Let it go. Give up that unforgiveness and let God show you how to love. You are not the judge and the jury of someone else. Unless you're called in for jury duty, that's the only time that you are meant to be the juror and to judge another person. Let go of the judgment. 
Begin to love the person from your full heart, the heart of love that God is, because God's love is more infinite than yours. Pray for that person from that space of love. I promise you, the more you pray for that person from that space of love, the more you generate the feeling of love inside yourself and it purifies and transmutes and burns away that anger and that disappointment and that depression and that bitterness and that resentment. All of it gets burned away because the presence of God is working inside of you. And then you can turn it over to God and be empowered by the love that you are. Because as you're praying for the other person, as you're praying for love from the other per- for the other person, you're coming from the place of the infinite love that is God within you and when you come from the place of the infinite love that is God within you you become the very presence of love you become empowered by love you become empowered by forgiveness you begin to forgive yourself for even judging the other person and I moved into that space and I promise you it opened doors that I had shut when I moved into that hate and that anger it opened doors that were shut and moved me into a higher expression of the presence of peace and a feeling of well-being and rooted connection to God. Give it up. Give up on forgiveness. Let go of judging the situation, the person, the place, the thing. Let go of judging it. Move into a space of loving from your heart. That's how you forgive from the heart. You have to love from the heart. It transmutes those feelings and it raises you to a higher vibration. And I promise you, you start to feel a higher expression of healing within you as well. It reverses what's going on inside of you when you tap into God and start loving and praying from the love of God that you are. And then you can release it and walk in to the fullness of who you are, which is God's plan for your life. Open yourself up, give up unforgiveness, empower yourself with love. I challenge you all, even in the midst of everything that is going on right now, this is the perfect opportunity to practice the presence of God by letting go, give up that unforgiveness. Give it up. It is not yours to hold on to. The judgment is not yours to judge. Release it. Let God take over. Let God show you how to love from the power of the love that God is. Let God show you how to pray for the person, the place, the thing, the situation, and move into a deeper expression of the love that you are. You will feel empowered. You will feel released. It'll be easy to give it up and go into God's plan. Unforgiveness blocks God's plan for manifesting in your life. I promise you. God's plan is better. And unforgiveness is our agenda, holding on to our agenda. Release it. Give it up. Empower yourself with the love that you are and walk into a higher vibration of love, of fullness, of happiness, of wholeness, of divine health, well-being, and prosperity. We block our own prosperity when we walk in unforgiveness. And prosperity shows up in every single way, every single area of your life, in your mind, in your body, in your emotions, in your spiritual expression, and in your physical life. Are you ready to experience a more empowered expression of love, to empower yourself with love? Then give up unforgiveness. Let go of judging Love from the heart of God 
God will show you how to love more deeply. Move into praying for those people, the person, place, thing, situation, circumstance that you are harboring any ill feelings towards and then give it away to God. Give up that agenda of unforgiveness. God has a better plan and that is to empower you with love. It works every single time. And I thank you, God, for this powerful message. I thank you, God, for always showing up in our life. And I thank you, God, for leading the way for us to give up unforgiveness, for us to step into releasing, judging it, because we know that you are the only judge. You're the only judge. And that judge is through spiritual law. Because we reap what we sow. No matter how long it takes to catch up with us, we reap what we sow. Let us sow love. Let us move into prayer and let us move into releasing unforgiveness and being empowered by the love of God. Thank you, God. Amen. And now let us move into our experience of giving righteously. I've, I've heard a couple experiences of how people have started tithing and are experiencing a blessing of feeling empowered. One person says she felt empowered and that is a powerful experience. When you feel, when you commit to tithing, you will feel empowered because you know you're tithing from the, from the prosperity that will always be infinite. You've tapped into it. So now bring forth in your mind what you feel God leading you to give to Unity of Farmington Hills as your tithe, your pledge, your love offering, whatever. And let us affirm our love offering blessing together. Divine love through me blesses and multiplies all that I have, all that I give, and all that I receive. Thank you, God. Amen. And for those of you who are giving online, go to unityfh.com. Click on that donate button on the upper right-hand corner of the homepage. When you get to the donate page, scroll all the way down to the small donate button on that page. And that is where you can make your payment through credit card or debit card or using PayPal. And remember when you make your purchases on Amazon, go to smile.amazon.com and link up your account with Unity of Farmington Hills because we get proceeds of all of your purchases. That's another perfect way to donate. And then if you want to send in your love offering, you can send it to Unity of Farmington Hills, 32500 West 13 Mile Road, Farmington Hills, Michigan, 48334. And whatever way you choose to give to Unity of Farmington Hills, whether it is of your time, your treasure, or your talents, which we've been seeing, I'm truly and eternally grateful. We are growing this church together. We are, in, we are growing financially, we are growing physically, and we are still opening up ways that we can tithe into the community, give and be a presence, a healing and a, a, a prospering presence in the outer community outside of Unity of Farmington Hills. So thank you, thank you, and thank you for the way that you give. So we're going to go into our next song, which is entitled I'm Forgiven. And then I will be back. They're, they're all taking turns singing that one. So it's, it's, a, it's a really powerful song. And then I will be back with our closing prayer segment. I'll see you in a minute.
I'm forgiven. That is a powerful song. I love that. It was upbeat and everything. It was perfect for the message. <laughs> I love how God's plan always brings it all together. I had no idea that I knew what I was going to be speaking on, but it was powerful how it's all connected. God works it all out. So let us go ahead and, and thank you all for that powerful performance to our music team. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you for the video, for the performance, for everything. It was perfect. So as we go ahead and prepare for the prayer, the virtual prayer circle, I invite you to close your eyes and take a deep breath with me. And allow yourself to visualize yourself being in a beautiful circle of love with all of us in this worship service. And allow the name of the person who you feel needs prayer to come forth in your mind. And as you let your focus flow down into your heart center, take that name down with you into the presence of love within. Acknowledging that that which you are praying for, you are actually praying from the consciousness that is already manifested in their lives. And you can call forth their name outside, out into the prayer circle, but hold the vibration of their spirit in your heart touching and agreeing with the Christ within them that their prayer is answered right now thanking God for the answer for answered prayer and for being able to stand in the gap decreeing and affirming and claiming that it is already so for each and every one of them right now it will manifest in God's divine timing God's divine way and in God's divine order but it is already done thank you God for that and we thank you, God, for blessing all of us who are in attendance here today in this worship service. We th I thank you, God, for, for the music team, for Lauren, for Nicholas, for Laurel, for Bernard, for Michael, for Carl, for Matthew and Faith who helped to promote this, for Hope for who's also helping to promote this, for all everyone who contributes there in their own way to these beautiful worship services coming into fruition that even though we were not able to be in our church facility, we have not skipped a beat, God. Your word still goes forth and our worship services are still continuing. Thank you, God, for that. Thank you, God, for blessing every single one in Unity of Farmington Hills, connected to the Unity of Farmington Hills, and in the world, God. Thank you for blessing the world and bringing forth your highest and greatest good, loving us, with your divine love, always and forever. In the mighty name and nature of that indwelling Christ, we pray this prayer, thanking you, God. Amen. And now let us affirm our prayer for protection together. The light of God surrounds us. The love of God enfolds us. The power of God protects us. The presence of God watches over us. Wherever we are, God is and all is well. For those of you who are joining me for the fellowship gathering at 11 o'clock, I'll see you in a little bit. For those of you who are not, 
Enjoy your awesome day. Continue with the giving righteously according to how you are guided by God. And send me, you can email me at seniorminister at unityfh.com. Email me your, your testimonies or call me at 248-737-9191. Call me with your testimonies. I'd love to share more with the, um, in the services. So now let us uh, go ahead and close out by singing the peace song with our music team. Again, I am Reverend Kelly Kincaid. It has been a pleasure as always. I'll see you next time. Bye-bye. For listening to this Unity of Farmington Hills podcast. We hope this has encouraged you, inspired you, and uplifted you. If you are unable to attend our Sunday gatherings, but still want to support our spiritual community, visit our giving page at www.unityfh.com donate.